Today we live in the day of the false prophet, the false teacher, the false shepherd. They are everywhere today. They fill up our airwaves. They cover up the internet. They are literally uh, on every corner all around us. Uh, Every single week it astounds me uh, what is passed off as biblical truth, what is passed off as biblical teaching. Uh, Just this week I again heard another man preaching from a book that somebody else had written, claiming it was their own information. Now, worst of all, the book had very little, if anything, to do with the Bible. I think the message was on winning. It was actually on winning. Well, here's the deal. That is a common thing in our day. We live in the day of the false teacher and the false shepherd. Well, The question is, how do we know? How can we know? And what should we do as followers of Jesus Christ? What should we do in this day? Well, tonight as we continue to move in John's gospel, uh, John is going to give us in our verses tonight an indictment and an announcement. Those two things, he's going to give us in our verses uh, an indictment and an announcement and they will help us tonight. Tonight our message is entitled, The Open Door. The Open Door. We're in John chapter 10, tonight verses 1 through 10. John chapter 10, tonight verses 1 through 10. I'm going to ask if you would, if you'd stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's Word. Beginning in verse 1, Jesus is speaking. He says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, He does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way. He is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls out his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his sheep, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come tonight, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for this opportunity. I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't take it for granted. We wouldn't take it lightly. That we can come tonight as a people, redeemed of no work of our own, saved in your grace and in your power. Lord, we're thankful that we can come and we can worship you on a Monday night. And Lord, that's our heart's intent tonight. Lord, we're thankful for your word that you teach us through it, that you guide us through it. Lord, I pray that tonight would be spectacular. I I pray that you would speak tonight. Not a man, not a church, not a denomination, but you would speak, our living God, through your living word. 
that's living and active. Lord, I, I pray that we would be moved along, that we would be led, that we would be directed, that we would be convicted. And I pray, Lord, that, that in that process, we would be shaped to be more like you, that we would exist for your glory. Lord, I pray that tonight, on this night, if there's some that do not know you, I pray that in the hearing of the good news of our Savior Jesus, that tonight they would turn to you. And tonight would be the night of their salvation. Lord, we, we again praise you for this opportunity. We, we place you in the center of it, and we ask that you would bless it, that you'd move through it. And I pray, pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Tonight, as we move into the 10th chapter, understand we are in the same setting as the events of chapter 9. There is no gap. There is no lapse in time. It, it continues in the same context. And so as we've now moved into the 10th chapter, understand we are moving along a progression of the events of the 9th chapter. Now, remember in the account, the Pharisees have put the healed blind man out of the temple. Remember we saw that they basically excommunicated him. They, they cut him off from his faith. Well, remember that Jesus, upon hearing that, he has gone and he has sought him out. And we have read that by faith in Jesus, this man is saved. And so this man is told that he is cut off from God, that he cannot worship God, that he can't offer sacrifices for his sins to God. Well, Jesus searches him out. And by faith in Jesus, this man is saved. Well, our verses tonight are in response to the actions of the Pharisees. Now, we know that they are keepers of the rules, and they love that. We know that they had built a system that exalted them, that profited them, and they, they love that as well. We know that they hate Jesus, that they are opposed to Jesus. But I want you to see tonight just how arrogant they truly are, just how radically wrong they truly have become. Understand, at this point, they are actually determining what is wrong or what is right. They are actually saying, this is wrong and this is right. That's what they're doing. At this point, they are determining who is in favor with God and who is out of favor with God. Can you imagine that? They're actually saying, you know what? You're out of favor with God. At this point, they are actually declaring who is cursed and who is blessed. Now, if you think about it, they've actually taken the place of God. They'll decide what's right and wrong. They'll decide who's in God's favor or not. They'll decide who is blessed and who is cursed, cut off from God. They've actually taken the place of God. Well, let me tell you tonight, no wonder they do not want to see the Messiah of God. They are acting as God themselves. Well, Jesus immediately addresses that, addresses it in our verses tonight. So the first thing we're going to see in light of their actions is his indictment. So we're going to start tonight with his indictment. Let's start in chapter 10, verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, 
He who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. Truly, truly, remember that. We're going to see those words all the way through the gospel. Again, it means it is a strong statement. Uh, Jesus is calling us to take note of that statement. Jesus says, this is the truth. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, is he is a thief and a robber. Now, let me explain that to you. In a town, in a village, on the edge of that town, the edge of that village, they would build a communal sheep pen, a sheepfold. It would have a high fence, not a normal fence, but a high fence made out of stacked rocks around it. And so here's this communal sheepfold, and it has a high fence made out of stacked rocks around it. It would have one gate going in and out. Well, as the town's shepherds returned from a day of grazing, they would bring their flock, they would bring their sheep to the sheepfold, and they would put it in the sheepfold. Now, the shepherds, they would go together, and they would pay a gatekeeper to watch them. And so understand, they would come in from the day. There's this communal pen. They would pay somebody to watch the gate. They would put their sheep in the, in the pen, and then they could turn to leave. There would be several, if not many, flocks mixed together in that pen. With the sheep then inside the sheepfold, with the shepherd watching the gate, these shepherds could relax and they could go away for the night. They could go home for the evening, whatever they were going to do. Well, if the shepherd wanted to check his sheep, or if there was a point when he wanted to take his sheep out, he would go to the gatekeeper and the gatekeeper would recognize him as one that's put his sheep in the sheepfold and he would let him in the sheepfold. Now, what that means is if you had to get in a different way, if you had to climb over the wall, it's because you were not a shepherd. The shepherds could go through the gate. It's because you are a thief or a robber. It means you're going to harass and steal the sheep. Verse 1 again. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. Verse 2. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. The one who can come and go, the one that can go in, they are not a thief, but they are a shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now the way they would sort the sheep out is by calling to them. Now, the, the shepherd would go, the doorkeeper, the shepherd there in the door would recognize them. They would let them in, and they would call to their sheep. Well, the sheep would hear their shepherd's call, and those sheep, the sheep that belonged to that shepherd, they would make their way out. Now, 
Uh, he had named them. He had a close relationship with them. He knew them, and they knew him as well. And so they would know his voice. He would go inside and call to his sheep, and they would leave the other sheep and go out. Verse 4. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow because they know his voice. The shepherd calls out. They assemble. They make their way out of the other sheep, and when they're all together, he would lead them out. Now, I want you to notice something. He does not have to drive them out. He does not have to force them out. He does not have to coerce them out. He leads them out. That's what it says. He doesn't have to get in there and, and wrangle them around and, and push them around. He calls and he leads them out. They follow him. Now, why is that? The Bible tells us because they know his voice. That means they trust his voice. They recognize his voice. They are confident in his voice. And so he calls to them and he leads them out. Verse 5. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Now understand verse 5 is not talking about the thief. It's not talking about the robber that climbs the wall. This is talking about another shepherd. And so how does he know which shepherd? This is another shepherd. And they go and call out. Those sheep do not recognize his voice, so they do not follow his voice. Jesus says very simply, they will not follow. Verse 6. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. Now here's the deal in verse 6. They knew the picture. This was a familiar picture. They understood the picture. They, they, they understood that, but they did not know what Jesus was saying. They, they understand the picture. They get the picture, but they cannot understand what Jesus is talking about. What is, what is Jesus talking about in the telling of this story? Now, see this tonight. Jesus is calling these Pharisees thieves and robbers. That's what he's saying here. You want to know what this is all about? He's saying these that have decided who is cursed and who, who is not, these that are acting like God and determining what is wrong and right, he says they are thieves and robbers. They are harassing the sheep. He's making a point here. They have no right to the sheep. Uh, they do not serve the sheep. In fact, they seek to profit from the sheep. It wasn't about the sheep for them. It was always about them. Jesus calls them thieves and robbers. It translates bandits and crooks. It is a heavy indictment. These Pharisees are thieves. They're bandits. They are crooks. It is a heavy indictment. Now, before we move on, I want us to see three calls for us today from these verses. What does it mean to us? Three calls for us today. We are living in the day of the false teacher, the false shepherd. Uh, they are trying to lead the sheep 
astray. They are trying to profit. They actually are profiting from the sheep, and they are everywhere. Now listen, they're using similar language. They're in similar buildings. They're, they're saying similar messages, but they're actually trying to lead the sheep astray, and in the process, they are profiting off of the sheep. Well, what do we do about that? What do we do? Well, here are three calls for us today from our verses. Three calls. The first call is this. It is the call to know the one we are following. The call to know the one we are following. Listen to me very carefully tonight. We are to exercise diligence. We are to exercise wisdom. We, we are to exercise discernment. And we are responsible to know who we are following. Be certain of that tonight. We are, you are responsible to know who you are following. Let me tell you something tonight. Just because they are popular, just because they have a pulpit, just because they have other followers doesn't mean a thing. We are responsible to know the ones that we are following. What that means is this, we're to pray about it. We're to listen to the words. We're to check them against Scripture. We're to consider and think about it. And we are, you are, to know who we are following. Notice in the verses, there are some in the sheepfold, but just being in the sheepfold doesn't mean they're a shepherd. There's some that came over the fence. There's some that came in the back. There's some there that are to steal some sheep. There's some there. They have a sheep under their arm. They're making their way back to the fence and they are liars and they are thieves and they're robbers, just because they're in the sheepfold does not make them a shepherd. We are to know who we follow. Second cause this. We are to know the shepherd's voice. It is a call to know the shepherd's voice. Now I want you to notice the difference, and we're going to see it some more, but notice the difference over and over in this account, the difference is they knew the shepherd's voice. They were not tricked. They were not misled. They were not abused for a simple reason. They knew the shepherd's voice. Be very clear tonight. You have to know the shepherd's voice. And I'm talking tonight about the word of God. You have to know the Word of God. Do you hear me? You have to know the Word of God. You have to hear it. You have to recognize it. It means you have to study it. You have to memorize it. You have to know it. You have to practice it. And then when somebody comes along and they say something counter to the Word of God, you say, you know what? That's not my shepherd's voice. When somebody says something counter to the Word of God, you say, no, that's not the truth. In this, there's a call to know the shepherd's voice. Then there's a third call. In this, we find the call to follow the shepherd closely. There is a call in our verses tonight to follow the shepherd closely. Listen to verse 4 again. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. The sheep, notice this, 
they walked close by the shepherd. They walked in close proximity to the shepherd. Notice this, the sheep found safety in close proximity to the, to the shepherd. Let me tell you this, if you get far from the shepherd, you will suffer. Well, I can venture out when I'm doing pretty good. I got a pretty good base. If you get far from the shepherd, listen to me tonight, you will suffer. The sheep took their guidance from the shepherd's leadership. He leads out. They know his voice. They trust him. And so they are following him. They took their guidance from the shepherd's leadership. What that means is we are to obey the shepherd. We're to be faithful to the leading of the shepherd. He blesses that. Let me tell you something else. You get out of the leading of the shepherd and you will suffer. Friend, it's certain. And I'll just be plain with you. It is certain your life will suffer. Tonight, if you follow the wrong pastor, the wrong teacher, your life will suffer if you neglect to know the word of God. Well, I got plenty of time. Your life will suffer if you neglect to know the word of God. Your life will suffer if you walk out of obedience to the shepherd in any area. Your life will suffer. It is no small thing. You will hurt. I guess we're kind of dumb like sheep. We think, well, that's close enough, isn't it? Well, we're, we're doing pretty good, aren't we? We can get to it later. We'll catch up later. You will suffer. So we see here there's a call to know who you follow. There's a call to know the shepherd's voice, and there is a call to follow the shepherd closely. All right, we've heard the indictment. Now we're going to turn and we're going to hear the announcement. We've heard the indictment. Now we're going to hear the announcement, starting back in verse 7. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Again, Jesus makes a strong statement, verse 7. Again, he says, Truly, truly, again, he calls their attention to it. Jesus says, this is the truth. I am the door of the sheep. That's what he says. Listen, truly, truly, listen, this is what he says. I am the door of the sheep. It is the same picture of the sheep fold. Jesus, notice here, he doesn't say, I am the doorkeeper. That's not what he says. He doesn't say, I'm the guy who's paid to watch the door. No, he says, I am the door. I am the way into the sheepfold. I am the door of the sheep. Verse eight. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. There were false messiahs before Jesus. There were some people acting as the Messiah when Jesus was there. The Pharisees fit this bill, that they are their own Savior. And there will be some that will still later claim to be the Messiah, even today. Jesus says here, but do not be mistaken, they were false. They were thieves and robbers. He's, they were taking what was not theirs. They were bandits and liars. They were profiting from the sheep. Now he says the sheep did not Hear them. All right, verse 9. Verse 9 is a great verse. I am the door. 
If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. What a, what a tremendous verse. Here's the good news tonight. Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. It will go in and out and find pasture. Hear the announcement tonight. Hear the declaration. Understand in the sheepfold, there is safety. In the sheepfold, there is provision. In the sheepfold, there is peace. In the sheepfold, there is the absence of an, of an adversary. In the sheepfold, there is rest. And Jesus says of the sheepfold, I am the door. Listen to what Jesus is saying. He is saying, I am the way to enter into safety. I am the way to enter into provision. I am the way to enter into peace. I am the way to enter into a place where there is no adversary. I am the way to enter into rest. If you'll go in, I am the way. Now I want you to notice something. Notice how exclusive that is. See, we live in a day that doesn't like exclusive. Notice how exclusive that is. Jesus doesn't say, I am a door. He says, I am the door. He doesn't say, I'm one of many doors. Pick yourself a door. He says, I am the only door. Be sure tonight, it is only through Jesus. It is only through Jesus. And then here's what it says again. Listen to this. And if anyone enters in, same thing. Once again, here's the good news. If anyone enters in, and if anyone, well, what if I don't like them? What if, what if they've made me mad? What if they live someplace I don't like? It says, if anyone enters in, it's the same word. It means all. It means any. It actually means if anyone, doesn't matter what their past is, doesn't matter what their sin is, doesn't matter if you like them, if anyone would enter in, listen to this. The door is exclusive. There's only one door. But those that may enter in, it's not exclusive. It's any. Any that would enter in. Here's what Jesus says. Enter through me. Again, it is Jesus. He makes it clear. It is Jesus. There's salvation alone in Jesus Christ. The world may say there's a different way. Somebody else may say there's another way. Jesus says it is through him, only through Jesus. Here's the good news. Anyone who enters through Jesus, he will be saved. We'll determine it later. Not what it says. Figure it out when you get to the gates. Not what it says. Well, well, we'll see with more information. It's not what it says. It says this, anyone who enters in through Jesus Christ by faith, they are saved. Listen to me tonight. You can take it to the bank. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are saved. It says this, and they will go in and out and find pasture. Now, what in the world does that mean? It means this. It is settled, and so now they will live in the blessing of God. You see, the purpose of the sheepfold, 
They could go out and eat. They can come back into safety. They can enjoy the good things of life. They can come back in and rest. Well, once you have this settled in Christ, those that have it settled, they will go in and they will come out and they will eat and they will enjoy the blessings of God. Their salvation is set by faith in Jesus Christ. All right. Now here's the indictment and the announcement together in verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Another great verse. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The the thief, these false prophets, these false teachers, these acting as if they are God themselves, the Bible says they come only to steal only to kill, only to destroy. And just like their father ahead of them, Satan, that is their mission. Do not be fooled. That is the product of their work. They come to steal and to kill and to destroy, and they will leave a trail, a wake of destruction behind them. Listen to me, friend. It matters who you follow. Jesus says, but I came that they may have life. Listen, that's not death. He says, I came that they may have life. That's not death. And he says, and have it abundantly. I I like that word abundantly. If you look it up in the original language, the Greek, it means this. Listen to me. It means greatly more than is necessary. Not more than is necessary. It means greatly more than is necessary. Now what that means is, abundantly means if you need 10, it's a 20. If, if you need 100, it's 200. If you need 1,000, it's 10,000. It is a measure, listen to me, that goes wildly above what is necessary. Be sure, are you listening to me tonight? That is what Jesus gives. Are you listening to me? He doesn't give enough. He gives more than enough. He doesn't give what's necessary. He gives wildly more than what is necessary. It's not just getting by. It is thriving. It's not just life. Praise the Lord for life. It is abundant life that Jesus gives. That is our Savior. That is our Savior. So the point to all that is this. And Jesus is the way. Jesus is the door. He gives abundant life. So enter through him. So enter through him. Simple as that. So enter through him. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for this time. We're thankful for this truth. We're thankful for the door that it's opened to us. We're thankful that it's, it's exclusive. There's only one way. But it doesn't limit those who would come. Anyone who would turn from their sin and turn to the door. The door is open. Lord, we praise you for that. We thank you for that. Lord, we're thankful for the truth that inside the door there is rest. There is peace. There's safety. There's a forgiveness of our sin. Inside the door, it doesn't matter what's going outside it. There's hope. Lord, we just come. We're thankful for the truth of a door. Lord, we come, and I I pray now as we've heard this, I pray that as we're thinking about it, I pray that there's a response. One of them is that folks would turn to the door. 
that they would receive you, they would turn to you in this room, other places, that they would be saved in this night, in this hour, in doing so. And Lord, I pray that for those here that do know you, that we couldn't sink down, we couldn't be silent, and we'd have to go tell folks there is a door. There is a door. His name is Jesus. There's rest inside that door. There's peace in that door. Lord, help us be ambassadors of the door. Lord, we're thankful for this account. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your telling it to us tonight, Lord. I pray that it bears its full impact. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to close our service, our time together with time of response. And I want to tell you, the, the good news stands tonight. On a Monday night, on this 45th night, the good news stands tonight. There is hope for sinners tonight. There's the forgiveness of sin in Jesus tonight. Bible says we've sinned, we've earned a punishment, death. Bible says Jesus came and he paid the penalty on the cross of Calvary. He has risen from the grave. He stands as the victor tonight. If you'll profess faith in him, if you'll trust him as your savior for sin, he'll save you tonight. He'll save you tonight. You don't have to carry it to bed tonight. You don't have to get up and trudge around it tomorrow. He'll save you tonight. Trust Jesus tonight. Trust Jesus tonight. If you're here and you've put your faith in Christ but never fought in believer's baptism, we want to give you that opportunity as well. You come, just as we saw yesterday, we'll set a day. It'll be a great day of testimony, celebrating what we believe of Jesus. If you're looking for a church home and you've prayed about it, believe God has led you here, you come as well. Together we'll serve for his glory. Maybe tonight you want to come pray at an altar. Maybe you want to come pray for this movement. Maybe you want to come pray with me. I want to ask no one to stir around or head for an exit. Pray for those that are making decisions. If God has spoken to you tonight, you step out. You come on. As we stand and sing, you step out. You come on.